Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Uh, living the dream here on a Super Bowl Sunday. It is Hartman and Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. All right, we are just less than three hours away from kickoff of Super Bowl 53. So for the next couple of hours, Ephraim and yours truly, we're going to give you every angle. We're going to talk about everything we possibly can before we run out of here to actually see the game. Yeah, I, um, I barely want to be in here right now because I like to prepare myself during Super Bowl Sunday. Yes. Right? I have some some dishes that I like to ah. to, to whip up and, and get myself in the mood. But if I had to be anywhere. Yes. Other than at home. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm here with you. Thank you, Ephraim. I feel the exact same way. By the way, we got Alex on the board today, and he brought in a spicy guacamole. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people bring in, you know, a nice bowl of guacamole, and I see Gascon, right? 
and he is just shoveling. shoveling. Yeah. I mean, literally shoveling this guacamole in his mouth. And I'm thinking, well, let me try it, right? So, you know, you take it, and there's a little spice to it, and you're, you know, spice can be a little tricky sometimes. Is that sometimes. why you're sweating? Well, I, I'm not sweating. <laughs> That's the beautiful. I, I'm eating it, and then I take that first bite, and it's like, man, that was good. And suddenly you get the second bite, and then all of a sudden I'm like Gascon. I, I'm, I'm suddenly shoveling this thing in my mouth, as was Alex and Lee and everybody else is doing the same thing. And, and there's a secret ingredient. In fact, I immediately called my son Drake because he's a big spice guy, and, of course, they're going to be having a big viewing party at the house, and it's Vegeta. Is that a, is Vegeta. That a, Vegeta. Vegeta. Yes, Vegeta. It's Croatian spice. All right, Vegeta. So, V-E-G-E-T-A spice. Vegeta. Pick it up. You won't be disappointed. Now, you say you were introduced to Vegeta at a very early stage of your life. I'm very privileged that as a child, my mom would always use Vegeta in our eggs, any food she makes. So when I was a kid and I would spend the night at my friend's house, I would immediately just disown their food and I'd say, where's the Vegeta? Vegeta. How about that? Incredible. Unbelievable. I mean, you're talking about addictive. Wow, that's crazy. So anyway, yeah, if you're looking to spice up the guac this afternoon, little Vegeta, Vegeta, throw it in there. Mm, I'm telling you, you can't miss with that. Um, how about you, Ephraim? Now, you're going to be obviously heading out of here to watch the game yourself. You mentioned already, you teased us, that you like to do a lot of prep as mm-hmm. you get ready for all the food for your Super Bowl feast. What's going to be on the menu well, today? Well, my fried chicken is now, it's, oh. it's, uh, it's marinating in, in buttermilk. Oh. In the refrigerator mm. as we speak. Ow. So mm. I'll be making my famous fried chicken and waffle sliders with oh. a honey butter glaze. Oh, my. Now, how many people are going to be watching with you? It's just me. Just you. Wait a second. You 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 have children. You have a wife. I yep. mean, are they invited? Everybody's out of town. Everybody's out of town. I cleared, cleared the house. Really? My father-in-law has this huge Super Bowl party he's been doing for over 30 years. Right. Uh, in Seattle, mm-hmm. and my wife decided she wanted to go up there and and took the kids. Well, no, she didn't no, take no. the kids. She went by herself. And my mother-in-law has the kids out in Riverside at her. Oh, so you are by yourself. Love it, man. Anybody wow. want to come by? Come on over. All right. So as the uh, Rams and Patriots right now are uh, getting ready, we have a man that twenty years ago was in that exact same position in the city of Miami. 22-year-old rookie, seventh-round draft pick, unknown out of San Diego State, who emerged as a starter on that Atlanta Falcons team that shocked the world by beating the Vikings in Minnesota to get to the Super Bowl. Get Take us back. 20 years ago, a couple hours before kickoff, a 22-year-old Ephraim Salam. What was going on in that locker room? And for me, I was never one of the guys that went out on the field early. Right. Right? Like, so I would come into the locker room and I put my music on. Back then, it was a Discman. He had a (laughs) Sony Discman. Never Uh, heard of them. iPods haven't really been invented yet. Right. Yes. uh, Yes. You had these CDs that you were (laughs) carrying around, strapping strapping this this thing to your hip. Right. So I would just sit in my locker and before every game and just hang out and chill. And for the Super Bowl, I went out on the field early prior to the team having to go out there. So I was out there just in shorts and in a T-shirt and just looking around. Right. You got to remember 365 days earlier, I was in San Diego. Yes. The Super Bowl was in San Diego. And I stood on my balcony and watch the fireworks go off 
and prior to the game starting, and I had a, a, a thought. Would I ever play in a Super Bowl? And I was overcome with emotion and joy in that moment that I was standing on in the stadium, on the field, getting ready to play in Super Bowl 33. And it was, I can't even put into words the feeling of accomplishment, right? The, the feeling of excitement that, it, it 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 lended itself to. Uh, it was unreal, man. Like that's a dream. Who does that? Who gets to do that? Well, you know, I was uh, talking about this Ram team that only has four players that have ever experienced a Super Bowl versus a team that's in their third straight Super Bowl in four of the last five years. And to me, it's sort of like being a parent for the first time. Hmm. You know, you you can be told by people that have been there, it's this, it's that, it's this, it's that. But nothing prepares you for being a parent the first time. Now, once you have a second or third child, yeah, okay, I, I, I sort of have an idea what's going to happen. But the first one, there is nothing anyone can tell you to prepare you for the moment. And this is the way I look at playing in the Super Bowl for the first time. You have Aqib Tlaib. You have Brandon Cooks. You got C.J. Anderson, guys that have been there before. And they can say, hey, you know, it's it's a lot different. The pregame's a little long. You know, halftime is endless, you know. And and I want to ask you about that, Ephraim, because halftime in particular is so unique to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I know one thing about NFL players, and really athletes in general, once you get to the elite level, is that everyone's got their own routine. You know, don't tour alike, but you, you've got a routine. You know, it's game yes. day, and you, you do this – Certain things, and you're on a clock, and you know you you sort of get yourself through the entire game till it's over, and you can't do that at the Super Bowl because you're not on a normal clock. Right. So looking back on your own Super Bowl experience, especially as a rookie as you were, mm-hmm. how much different is it? I mean, we hear about it, but as a player, is it that different? It's it's completely different. Like you said, all year, everything, you do the same thing every year. Like every game, it's just same. It's routine. It's monotonous. This is what you do. You you, you feel comfortable doing it this way. Uh, it's not a superstitious thing. It's just a, a routine thing. Yeah, right? you got to get yourself physically like you get up in the morning, ready. you go to the bathroom, yeah. you brush your teeth, you wash your face, whatever that well, routine is. you're going is, to war on that field, so right? you better be in the right mindset. So you just stay, yeah. you keep your routine and yeah. – Everything is so much longer. The time, like the Super Bowl halftime was crazy. We were sitting in there, it felt like, for an hour and a half just waiting. Like, I, I mean, I, you don't. what do you do? Like, you sit in your locker, uh, coaches come around, hey, you guys stay loose, stretch. Everybody's trying to stretch in the little locker room. And, and it's just like, please, please turn the song off, clear the stage. Off. All you want to do is get back out there and play. So not – not having that experience, New England knows. 36 guys on that team have played in championship games. Right. They know what it takes. They know how long it's going to be. They probably have a routine for that. Like you said, they've been in the last three in a row. Right. Last, what, four, four out, out of the five. last five. Yeah. They know what they know how to do this. The Rams don't. And those guys are going to be antsy depending on what's transpired in the game in the first half. And you're going to have to stay focused, and it's hard to stay focused when you just want to get out there and play, right? When you're itching to go, right? Like it's like being in a race car 
or a Ferrari driving around the city streets with the lights. You, you're going to drive yourself crazy. All you want to do is get on the Autobahn or the 5 at 3 in the morning and drive up north, right? You right. want to open that thing up, and that's how players feel. They want to open themselves back up. They want to get back out there. They don't want to have to restretch. You cool down. It takes so much adrenaline and emotion to get yourself prepared to play in the biggest game on the planet Earth. When you start to come down from that, it it it, it hurts you. It, it really does. And guys don't like to come down. They don't. You know, so they want to keep that energy up, especially if they have a lead and mm. they're really doing something uh, good in the game. Hey, and we've seen it many times. Teams that have big first halves. Remember the Ravens against yeah. the 49ers dominating that first half? Of course, you had the blackout the situation. Blackout. But all of a sudden, the game completely flipped. So I think experience will be a critical factor. Will it be the deciding factor? we got plenty more to talk about when it comes to the game. Yesterday was the honors day in the NFL. We're going to talk about that. Plus, they elected the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2019. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, and a man that was in that room, a man that had a vote, is going to break it all down. Alex Marvez will join us coming up next. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time 
with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From a car landing on a roof to a car landing in a pool, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Steve Harbin, E from Salam. Hey, coming up on February 14th, the producers of Avatar bring you a bold new world and a brave new hero. Discover the film critics, or what film critics are calling a landmark, immersive 3D adventure, Alita, Battle Angel, in theaters and IMAX on February 14th. Well, today, it's all about the Super Bowl, but yesterday was about handing out the annual awards and also the naming of the 2019 Pro Football Hall of Fame class. And joining us right now is a man that was in that room. I tried to get him on after the meeting broke up, he says, no, I don't want to lose my position on that committee. But now he's joining us right now. How do we come up with a class of 2019? Our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider, Alex Marvez, is joining us right now. Alex, I want to get right to it because we knew going in, basically what people have to understand, there's five spots. You have a seniors candidate. You have the contributor candidates. They're separate. You have five spots. And we had three first ballot Hall of Famers and Tony Gonzalez, Ed Reed, and Champ Bailey, which really left two spots open, and they went to Ty Law and Kevin Mawai. How much did Champ Bailey's presence help the candidacy of Ty Law? It helped a lot, and, and great to be talking with you, And because I think at that point you had a great comparison. you know. And, and if you look at some of the numbers, and, and these were presented by Ron Borges uh, of Talk of Fame Network, who did a great job presenting Ty, that statistically, Ty Law, in many ways, actually, when you look at a uh, completion percentage of opposing quarterbacks, the big plays that he made in the postseason, how he intercepted uh, Brady and Peyton Manning, that, you know, yeah, this guy was a pretty spectacular player, and he had been in the room. You know, he'd been a finalist before for three years. So I think at that point, it's, you know, a candidacy of someone who raised someone else. Because, you know, the feeling was, and I'm, and I'm glad voters felt this way, you weren't just going to have to select one player at one position. You were selecting who was worthy of Pro Football Hall of Fame induction, and as they say in the voting room, it was Ty Law's time. Let me ask you this. Okay, so you put three DBs in and one offensive lineman. Is that what we're doing here? Okay. I I mean, all of the offensive linemen that were up for the Hall of Fame deserve to be – all the players who are up for the Hall of Fame deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. But can we even it out a little – three DBs? What are we doing here? I mean, can we – Alan Fanica? I, I, I mean, what? We're not, we're not putting some of the greatest offensive linemen to play in the Hall of Fame? We're going to wait on well, them because gonna, we want to get these DBs in there? Well, they're going to be there eventually, uh, trust me. And I do think when you look at it, uh, the, the underrepresentation at guard and center at the Pro Football Hall of Fame is pretty striking. 
uh, when you look back. In fact, I think guard is, is the least represented position uh, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, center is low, but it's only one on the field, like quarterbacks, right, as opposed to like a uh, you know uh, wide receiver where it's multi-players at the position, uh, defensive linemen, et cetera. So I think what you saw, though, was good news because it broke up a block of four. And sometimes what happens is you have 45 vote or 48 voters, and let's say all of them have a different decision of who the best offensive lineman is. And you start splitting votes, right? Because you do have Kevin Mawai, you have Steve Hutchinson, you have Tony Vaselli, uh, you know, and you have Alan Fanica. So the fact that we were able to get one guy in now bodes well for the other three, because ultimately I think as years come on, one by one, those guys are going to start to come off the board and ultimately get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I look at it as a situation similar to the wide receiver spot a couple years ago when you had Chris Carter, Andre Reed, and Tim Brown all up for Pro Football Hall of Fame induction and seemingly a voting room that continued to split votes and fractions. In fact, you know, the votes were so fractured that these guys couldn't make it to the final five. Where once you're in the final five, it's pretty much beta complete. You're going to get in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I don't know how many voters would actually not vote for someone who made it that far along. And we're trying to run these classes by having all of them, the first, you know, filling in all five slots for modern era candidates and their ability to get in. So I think it's actually good news for, for the offensive linemen because I think over the next few years, you'll probably see a lineman elected in each class as these guys come off the board and move on to Canada. Two of the finalists were Tom Flores and Don Coriel. They did not make it past the first cut. I, I, you know, the Coriel candidacy especially. Now, I'm near and dear to Tom Flores. In fact, I had coach on last week going back to my Raider days. But here's what I don't understand about Don Coriel. We get back to the fact he'd never been to a Super Bowl, never won a Super Bowl. Well, guess what? Neither did uh, Eric Dickerson or Barry Sanders. I mean, no one ever looked at those guys saying, well, how many Super Bowls did they get to? How many Super Bowls were they in? They were in the Hall of Fame because they were dominant. And when you think about that Coriel and some of his passing schemes that he put into place 40 years ago are still very much in use. I, I heard Cam Cameron, I've heard, I've heard from other people saying the, the plays they use are the exact same plays. Every team has a variation of a scheme that this man introduced to the league and changed the passing game of this league forever 40 years ago. How is that not enough as a coach not as a contributor as a coach to earn this man a spot in the hall of fame well i mean listen you're talking about individual players and you know not being in a super bowl i mean quarterbacks and, and dan fouts obviously one of them and he is in the pro football hall of fame warren mood is another i think for coaches they're held to a different standard why I think that, hey, listen, dan fouts is in that co- room what does dan fouts say dan fouts is one of those guys He's that fantastic. actually is, dan Dan does a tremendous presentation. How many times did he have to say, I would not be in the Hall of Fame? He was an afterthought quarterback. He was five years into a career that was going nowhere until Don Coriel showed up. Right, exactly. And and his system changed. And how about Norv Turner when we talk about legacy? And and Dan shared an incredible story about Jimmy Johnson, how he approached Dan Fouts. And he he asked Dan this question. He goes, well, you know, there's this, this young offensive assistant at Southern Cal I'm interested in. Tell me about Norv Turner. And so Dan says, yeah, I know him. He was my, my college roommate and our teammate. And, and, and Jimmy Johnson says, I don't really care about that. Tell me about his offense and is it going to work? And then you notice that after North Turner became a head coach, he hires, you know, Jimmy Johnson hires Ernie Zampezi. Why? Because of the same offense. It's tried and true. It is just very difficult for some voters to wrap their hands around voting in a coach, especially one who has never won a Super Bowl, above players. 
it's just it's a difficult thing. And I will I do think this, Steve. I think in future years you may end up seeing may end up seeing a coaching candidate oh, where we introduce a guy once or twice a year, right. and then we're able to start moving coaches in, so we can just stop comparing this. We got owners out, we got contributors out, and that really helped a lot in terms of moving guys into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I mean, look, we don't want everyone to get in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Then it becomes a hall of very, very good, you know, and you have to change all the merchandise. That's not so much fun. <laughs> so, I mean, you want, it, you want it to be an elite-level thing, um, you know, and you want guys to get their day in the sun. Uh, you know, Tom Flores got discussed. It was a good conversation. He did win two Super Bowl titles. I think he's going to be close. The fact that Coriel keeps getting in the room, Steve, I think is encouraging because his legacy isn't forgotten. And remember, we have a lot of younger voters now in terms of folks who may not have grown up understanding exactly what Don Coriel meant to the game. But, but I do think, though, that, that if the respect that he gets gets him in there, and I think ultimately he will get inducted, although for some it's going to obviously be too late because he's no longer with us. Yeah, it, it, to me the best thing would be to just create a separate category, right? And then we, yep, don't have to, we don't have to take away a spot from a player, right? I think five players in general should go in. Right, like if you, uh, that's. I, mean, I, I think we five have players a, is fine considering how many players are on the field. A, a, a log jam of great players waiting and waiting and waiting, right, to get in every year. You know what I mean? Like, how, how about this? Where are we going? I, I just, I, I just read, uh, and 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 I, I want to take it a step further, Alex, because twenty twenty obviously is going to be a big year, the uh, uh, centennial anniversary of the National Football League, and there's been some discussion about. For one year only, maybe a slight expansion of the senior committee, maybe adding one player from each decade. But through the 1990s, I hear there are more than 90 players, 90 players who were selected to all decade teams through the 1990s that are not in the Hall of Fame. Why isn't Ed White in the Hall of Fame? I mean, are there's so me? many players that there's got to be there's got to be some relief of this. This logjam, what do you suggest, Alex? Yeah, well, I mean, that would be interesting. Although, again, you don't want to diminish. The fact that we're having this conversation, right, is what makes the Hall of Fame so special. Right. It's what makes the knock on the door from David Baker so special. You don't want to water it down, but you do want to correct things that were, uh, in, you know, inequities, so to speak. And I'll give you one of them. Johnny Robinson, who got in as a senior candidate, there was a, a very heavy bias against AFL players by the voters for a number of years. And a guy like Johnny Robinson slips through the cracks. You know, we have guys now, look at the, the top 25 that we get to. I mean, Zach Thomas, is he worthy of Pro Football Hall of Fame discussion? To me, he is, but he can't get in the room. Clay Matthews, 20 years as a linebacker in the NFL, and he hasn't gotten in the room yet. So the more that we're able to maybe specialize this and not try to compare apples to oranges, because I just think it's so difficult to compare coaches to players, would be able to free up some spots, start getting some more guys in. And listen, we're going to start getting to some real slam dunk first ballot guys coming up where, again, two of the three slots are going to go to first ballot players, and you're going to have more of these guys who are, you know, year six, year seven, year eight, trying to get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, trying to get those votes. And, listen, it's tough on everybody. I mean, you know, I know that the disappointment of a Steve Hutchinson or a Tony Baselli, you know, when, when you come here, you, you do the rounds, they ask you to do them, and then you, you have to brace yourself for disappointment. Your family's disappointed. Your friends are disappointed. Your peers are disappointed. It's a very tough thing, but I do think there's some relief potentially coming on the way with a centennial class uh, of 2019 or 2020, rather, 100-year anniversary of the NFL. Maybe we can help ease some of this logjam. Yeah, and, and as a former player who I consider myself pretty good, the guys who are going in at offensive line I looked up to, right? Like, these are the guys that I try to 
model myself not only as a player but as a professional. Well, what would you after, say about you Tony Baselli? Tony Baselli can... was one of the greatest offensive linemen. I couldn't – I mean, just watching him play, it was unreal, right? I would have killed to have Tony, have Tony Baselli's ability for as <laughs> short as he – I mean, it was unbelievable. Ask defensive ends, does he belong to be – in the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. And the thing about it is we got a couple of guys in the next couple of years, Patrick Willis and Calvin Johnson, who had shortened careers that were dominant. I mean, Patrick Willis next year, to me, is going to be a very interesting candidate, Alex, because, again, he had a shortened career, but he dominated. I mean, he was Pro Bowl, all pros seemingly every year. So how, how yeah, do you – Oh, do you, oh do you, I agree I, with you. I, I mean, mean, I don't think – I think though as time goes on, and I'm just – look, I don't, I'm not saying the voting process is perfect, anything like that. But I think as time goes on, people become aware that there are guys who are simply brilliant. And Tony Baselli started 73 games, and he was among the very best in the NFL for six seasons. I mean, that's what he did. He dominated people. It's what's got him in the room. And, and I think ultimately you're going to look at Terrell Davis and Gail Sayers, you know, the players who had truncated careers because of injury, and Patrick Willis, who, whose career was also truncated because of injury. You look at them a little bit differently, but were they elite-level game changers? Sure. You know, too, I mean, look, it wasn't all that uncommon for a long time for there to be an order of waiting, okay? And, and it's, everyone can't be a first ballot Hall of Fame inductee. And, and ultimately, we try to get people out of the room. Sometimes it takes three years. Sometimes it takes five years. Sometimes it takes even longer for them to be inducted. But you just sort of get a feel in the room sometimes. Maybe it's the presentation. Maybe it's just the vibe of something that strikes you, and, and it becomes that player's time. So I, I do think, though, if you keep getting in the room as a, as a finalist for the 15, you're ultimately going to get in. I, I remember so well. It took Jack Youngblood 12 years to get in. 12 right. years! I mean, I That's was like, crazy. Jack Youngblood was like a first ballot guy. 12 years before he actually got in the Hall of Fame. It's crazy stuff. Alex, we could go all day. Uh, can we get a little prediction from you? Are we going to see a high-scoring game, low-scoring game? Is there one team that you favor over the other going into this battle for Super Bowl 53? I like the experience of the Patriots. I love the balance that they have on offense right now. It's the most balanced offense since 2004. I like the fact that they have Super Bowl experience. And what I'm going to wonder is this. Will the Rams have an issue with crowd noise? They did not practice against it this week. Sean McVay said nothing can get louder than the Superdome. Well, by the lack of Rams fans here and how many Patriots fans have flooded Atlanta, I am wondering if this can be a difference maker for them. I just feel the Pats hit their stride at the right time. The Rams, uh, I'm just not I'm just not feeling that. I think a close game, 23-20 is what I'm going with, but I just feel so many intangibles between these teams that the Patriots end up winning. And Tom Brady continues his march to, to claim being the greatest player of all time. I don't think he'll have to wait, by the way, for a first battle Hall of Fame induction. No, I, I think he's a pretty good, uh, pretty good lock yeah. right there. Alex, great job as always. We'll talk to you down the road. Fantastic, gentlemen. Enjoy Super Bowl Sunday. There Absolutely. he is, you Alex too, Marvez, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, he just polished off the entire bowl of uh, spicy guacamole, uh, David Gascon. Can you can you breathe right now? Scumbags. Or? I mean, unbelievable. You say like in unison, I was shoveling guac. In well, my first throat. of all, look, he's he's a man in shape. I mean, you could indulge once in a while, and you certainly did. Today is a day that I will indulge. Designated driver. <laughs> um, got guacamole, chips and salsa earlier with mm. some guac. Yeah. I do need to buy some alcohol. So do I go beer or do I go liquor? Mm. It Super depends on how you want to feel tomorrow morning. That's well, a good for, point. It's for a party, though, so I won't be – I'm not a big drinker. Oh, okay. Well, just get some uh, some beer then. It's cheaper. Yeah, I, I, beer is Super Bowl, right? 
I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm a wine guy, but I don't drink wine on a Super Bowl. Are you a wine guy? I do. I be, I've sort of transitioned in my elderly state. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I do. I suddenly became a wine aficionado. See, our younger group, our generation, I think your son will probably be like this too. Is it was Red Bull vodka, Mm -hmm. and then it went to like Red Bull, like I don't know Bacardi. I agree with you. Even when I I was drinking hard drinks early, yeah. Then I transitioned to beer, and now I got into wine. That's how. It goes. How about a nice root beer? How about that? Ooh, how about that? <laughs> uh, Ephraim, A&W? live the clean life. Live the clean life. Like no, you. no, barks, barks. Oh, all right. Ooh, that's good that's, stuff. That's pretty solid. Bark, barks has bite. All right. How about the root beer float? Ooh, that's man, for dessert fourth quarter. Oh, right. You pull mm. out the desserts. Maybe a little hot apple pie a la mode. Oh, oh. That's Add vanilla solid. ice cream, melting right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Magic brown and cap right. off. Is there anything going on today aside from the Super Bowl? Um, I don't know. College football. Did you guys hear about this? <laughs> what? DeAndre Francois got dismissed Ooh, by Florida State. Saw right that. Today. What a mess down there. Yeah, a video surfaced yesterday of Francois in a domestic dispute with a woman. So mm. he is no longer with the program. Guys, just stop, okay? They should no one no one dates, no one do anything. All right? right, you just get married. You have to just get married. Live in a bubble. Take yourselves out of these situations. Yeah, leave women alone, guys. There's two ways to go, right? You get married or you go the Derek Jeter route. Yes, I mean that. Yes. That it, he was the master. He was the goat. I mean, he, he wins. Is the goat. He wins. The Gift master. baskets and all. Like a little- <laughs> Like a little NDA you got to sign before you walk in, get basket as you go on out. Yeah, wait until he retired, then he married an insane woman. <laughs> I mean, just unbelievable. Insane. Um, NBA today, Grizzlies beat the Knicks in New York. Mike Conley returned from an injury, had 25 points and eight rebounds. Celtics held on to beat the Thunder 134-129 in regulation. Kyrie Irving had 30 points and 11 assists. Russell Westbrook had triple-double but did have a costly turnover in the closing seconds of that ball game for the Thunder looking to tie that ball game up. Meanwhile, Toronto leading the Clippers 76-60. to Serge Ibaka's got a double-double. He's got 16 points and 12 rebounds. Back to Steve Hartman and Ephraim Salam in just 10 seconds, but first a word from our friends at Farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to Farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. So if I'm going beer, do I go Bud Light, Miller Light, Budweiser, nah, Corona? it's up to you. No, I, I go Pacifico, but that's my oh, own personal choice. Oh, very nice. Yeah, All Pacifico right. is my choice. All right. Always. Always. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Dave. We'll talk to you a little bit later on. Hey, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on your car insurance to Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part. Figuring out which way is easier, less than two hours away now to kick off a Super Bowl 53. Ephraim, I want to get to something near and dear to you from your 13-year career in the NFL as a man that enjoyed run blocking. I really believe that both of these teams have to come in with the mindset of dominating at the line of scrimmage and running the ball. We saw what the Rams did to Dallas a couple weeks ago, 273 yards rushing, we know that Sony Michelle, that running game of the Patriots, seems to be gaining a lot of momentum. There's also the argument when you have two explosive offenses to keep the other offense off the field by controlling the clock. So as we sit here right now, less than two hours away from kickoff, and you know both teams want to establish a running game 
which team do you think has the advantage and the highest possibility of being more dominant with their running game? Well, when you look at it, you have to realize that the Rams have the better offensive linemen. They have the better stable of running backs. And by the way, an offensive line that started 18 consecutive games together. But with that said, New England has the ultimate weapon in Tom Brady, right? So you always want to protect yourself against Tom Brady in the past, which ultimately opens you up to lanes in running, right? right? So it it depends on how you want to weigh it. If you're more afraid of Tom Brady's arm, then you don't bring the safety down in the box. You let the front seven handle the run. Um, But, you know, on the flip side of that, with the Rams – I mean, the emergence of C.J. Anderson, I mean, he's bruising. I don't know which Todd Gurley's going to show up. If the Todd Gurley we saw all year who was a MVP candidate right. for the majority of the year until the last month of the season, then New England, is, they're in trouble, right? Because if they can't stop Todd Gurley, then I don't see how they can stop this team. Well, and the success of Goff really is predicated on play action. I mean, if they get the running game going, then it opens things up big time for Jared Goff. So, really, I look at the Rams needing to run the ball. But on the other side, the New England Patriots are going against a man that is 6'1", 290 pounds with a six-pack. We're talking about Aaron Donald. This guy is literally the incredible Hulk. 45 out of 50 votes. Kalomak got five for defensive player. He joins, by the way, J.J. Watt and Lawrence Taylor is the only players to win back-to-back defensive player of the year honors. So if you're New England and you want to get a running game going and you're looking at not only Aaron Donald but obviously a pretty motivated and Dominican Sue, considering he's on a one-year deal. Who's been playing well in the playoffs. He has he shown is, up in the playoffs. Do you run at them? What? How do you run the ball? Can't run you, at them. Can't run at them. Right, can't, so you can't, can't run, run away from them. So what do you do? Um, You have to attack the edges. Okay. Right? Yeah. So with the current trend in the, uh, the NFL now is run pass. Now, New England doesn't do a lot of RPOs. But what they do is they put their running backs in a position where they can get out of the backfield quick and the ball gets right to them, right? That's a run, right? Pass at the line of scrimmage. I mean, James White, 14 catches, they 15 specialize catches. It's almost like a handoff. Right? It's right. a handoff. It's an extension of a run. You're just giving the ball to the running back at a better position, right? He's still at the line of scrimmage. He still has to break the line of scrimmage and get into the secondary. But what you want to do is you want to give yourself as an offense the advantage. So they move them around. They offset them. They flare them out. They get the ball to them immediately. Those are runs in my book. Even though they go down as passes, like a shovel pass is a pass, right? But it's in the backfield. He actually runs through the middle of the field. So New England has a way of moving these dynamic running backs around and getting them the ball in space that's very advantageous to the success of their offense. With due respect to the likes of George Hallis and Paul Brown and Vince Lombardi and Bill Walsh and all the great coaches in NFL history, I'm sorry, Bill Belichick is the greatest coach in the history of the NFL, largely because they have a revolving door of players, with the exception of Tom Brady, 
and it's a far more sophisticated league, both offensively and defensively. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. The one thing that Bill Belichick does in every game he coaches, will it work against the Rams? We'll explain coming up next. From a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Steve Hartman, from Salam. We are less than two hours away from kickoff of Super Bowl 53. I'm so excited. We're all excited. I think it's going to be a great matchup. Remember this. New England, Belichick, and Brady, and their eight Super Bowls have all been decided by eight points or less. In fact, in every one of their Super Bowls, it's come down to the last possession. Even last year. Remember Philadelphia kicked the field goal to raise it eight. New England had that one last chance. Came up a little bit short. So it figures to be a, a good game today. Hopefully it will be. All right, Ephraim, when we talk about Bill Belichick and what makes this man special, there's a lot of things. Obviously, their defense will change week to week. I've spoken to many uh, Patriots defenders over the years and what it makes it unique. But the other thing that they always we always hear about is Belichick will decide who is that best player on your offense or best player on the defense, and we're just going to take him out of the game. All right, so let's talk about the Rams' defense. Is it possible not to just take Aaron Donald out of the game, but in any way neutralize him? And if so, how will New England do it? Yeah, you can neutralize him. Um, what they and, and teams have done that. Teams have uh, made it relatively harder for him to get that penetration that he he does. The problem with that is during the regular season it was fine because Dominican Sue didn't give you what you expected him to give you for the majority of the season. If this guy's being double teamed, we need you to be the old you. Right. And I think we talked about it here on the show. Maybe he was saving himself for <laughs> the playoffs. Yes. And boy, did he show up uh, in the two playoff, playoff games previous to this Super Bowl. Well, really, you can't. I mean, in some way, you have to double up, you know, chip or whatever to try to get an extra body on Aaron Donald, but you do so at your own peril. Right. So that's what I'm saying. If you do want to take Aaron Donald out of the game, you open it up for Indomitian Sue to be one-on-one all uh, game. All right. So and the- it, 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 they can't – it's not going to be able to work for you like that. All right. So it's, it's pretty obvious where they're going to try to go against that Ram defense. Against the Ram offense – because of the uncertainty of the health or whatever, the state of mind of Todd Gurley right now, if you are Belichick, who are you trying to take out of the game in the Rams' offense? Offensively, you got to take away the run, right? you got to put the game in Jared Goff's hands. As, as a defensive coach, I'd be more comfortable with trying to make Jared Goff pass for 400 yards to beat me opposed to letting Todd Gurley have 158 yards and a couple touchdowns. Like, that's where you are. The steps and the leaps and bounds that Jared Goff has taken since he's been considered a bust by some his rookie year are tremendous. Last week, those throws under pressure in that situation, in that stadium, in the NFC Championship game, it took him a step higher, right? He's growing. That was – 
that was maturity at its best and, uh, by that the we way, saw from him last week. You mentioned the Superdome and the noise. Now it came out after the game. He wasn't even getting the signals right. from the sidelines. I mean, he was pretty much running blind at times, but he certainly never let it on with the rest of the offense. And it wasn't until after the game we realized how severe it was. I, I agree with you, but again, last year, I think New England went in with the mindset was, all right, if Nick Foles can beat us, so be it. Right. And Nick Foles beat him. Yeah, he did. And But you got to look. There was never – they didn't have a dynamic running game. No. Right? They didn't, they didn't have that. The Rams legitimately have a dynamic running game. 273 against Dallas. You know what I mean? So if you're going to roll a dice, take away the run. Let Jared Goff grow, and if he can be that next step and that next level of quarterbacks, then so be it. It's his time. He's arrived. But I am not going to let them control the ball and the clock and 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 run us off the field. It's just not going to happen. You know, we talk about Goff's success in this postseason. Obviously, their first playoff game was at home, and even the game in New Orleans, it was a familiar setting because he'd already been there. Remember, he led a, a ferocious yeah. Rams comeback. Yep. They were down three touchdowns. This will not be a familiar setting in any way. No. And for a young quarterback like that, I, I think there was a comfortable level in New Orleans because he had been there. He'd just been there earlier mm-hmm. and had success there. This is different. Do you see anything in his personality that would suggest that the stage that is the Super Bowl might, I'm not saying overwhelm him, but maybe something that would affect his game? No, I don't, and we don't have the answer to that, right? We saw how he performed last week in a big game, the biggest game of his life. Right. This is now going to be the biggest game of his life. How does he survive? How does he communicate? How does he lead his team? Those guys in that locker room, along with Sean McVay, they believe in Jared Goff. Sean McVay believed in Jared Goff when he took the job, and he told him so. I believe in you. We're going to be fine. Trust me. And, oh, by the way, here's your best friend from college. Yeah. Right? I told you so, when I met him. I mean, he, he, but he admitted there was damage done. I, the, the turnaround is just night and day. It, it is. And that goes to show you one man's trash is another man's treasure. Period. So, again, this is always the one thing that interests me early on. Anytime you have a Super Bowl involving Bill Belichick, what are we going to see early? We're going to get much more into this because – there's another dynamic on the other side of the field, and his name is Wade Phillips. You talk about Belichick, been there, done done that. Wade Phillips is a guy that's been there and done that. So what will his expertise lend to the Rams as they hope to win this Super Bowl? From the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, we'll tell you next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now we are 90 minutes away from opening kickoff. Super Bowl 53 in the ATL, the LA Rams and the New England Patriots. Rams right now two and a half point underdogs in that contest. Off the field to play. According to NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, the Rams do want to bring back C.J. Anderson in 2019. He came back at the tail end of the 2018 campaign. Meanwhile, ESPN's Adam Schefter reporting the Carolina Panthers believe Cam Newton could be healthy by training camp, and certainly they do expect him to be ready for the start of the 2019 season. Dropping down to the college ranks for Florida State has dismissed quarterback DeAndre Francois. A video had surfaced just yesterday of Francois in a domestic dispute with a woman. Meanwhile, in the NBA. Conley, three on the shot clock, in for Gasol. Fade away over. Smith nice. is good. Boy, barely touched the net. Grizzlies Radio Network, they win it 96-84. to Boston beats OKC by five. Rolling on on this Super Bowl Sunday. Harbin and Salam with you. We are an hour and a half away 
from the kickoff of Super Bowl 53. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Works Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Well, this will be our final hour. We're going to give you plenty more to chew on as you get ready for the Super Bowl. I know everyone's got their prop bets and maybe a last-second wager. There's a lot of people out there that only make one bet a year. Uh, and it's on the Super Bowl. So we're going to try to give you as much information as possible. By the way, a quick note about the Hall of Fame yesterday. The man that is the uh, the head of the Hall of Fame, the guy that knocks on the door, is David Baker. He he looks like Shrek. He is six nine and a half, and he weighs 400 pounds. Now, you've, you've seen this guy, right? He of from, course, yeah. I mean, th- th- look at this man. This, yes. He is like the largest human being pretty much. He is six nine and a half, and he weighs 400 pounds. So when he knocks on the door, he doesn't have to ring the bell. You can definitely hear the knock, right? Yes. That is a big man. You're a big man, but that's that's a big man. Huge. Huge. That is, that is like a gigantic man. I, it always blows me away when I see this guy. I go, he looks like Shrek. I mean, he reminds me of a human Shrek. I see him every year at the Hall of Fame. Doing a great job out there. All right, let's get back to the game because, you know, we talk about the experience of a guy like Bill Belichick. Did, did there, done that. Been there, done that. 66 years old. But the defensive coordinator for the Rams is 71-year-old Wade Phillips. He's gone up against Tom Brady many, many times. He was also the architect of historically one of the greatest defenses ever three years ago when the Denver Broncos beat Carolina. Remember this Carolina team? One yes. loss, Cam Newton. Ephraim, you and I were talking about that game, and that Denver defense dominated. So when you're going against Tom Brady, and think of uh, think about the last two playoff games against the Chargers and the Chiefs. In both games, the Patriots won the coin toss and elected to receive. They did not defer. And what did they do? They took the ball, went right down, 7-0 Patriots, immediately put their opponents in a hole. In both cases, the Patriots overwhelmingly dominated the first half. 35-7 against the Chargers, 14-zip against uh the, the Chiefs, I remember, you also had the Brady interception in the end. It could have been right. 21-0. So, but here's the difference with Wade Phillips. Let's go back to the Charger game. All right, so the New England scores. Chargers come back. New England scores again. And there's Gus Bradley, defensive coordinator, who's been around the block. Never made any adjustments. I guess he was waiting to halftime. 35-7, game over. That will not be the case of Wade Phillips. No, it will not. This is not a man that's going to wait I, I would almost think this if you're Wade Phillips. Obviously, you have a defensive game plan, obviously. But at the same time, you got plan B, C, D, E, and F all ready to roll. You're not going to wait if you're Wade Phillips. He knows Tom Brady. He's seen this offense. He knows that almost any preparation for the game, they're going to do the opposite. Yeah, and this is uh, the battle of the minds, right? Right. Great coaches, young. Josh uh, McDaniels uh, versus Wade, Wade Phillips. Phillips. But then you have Bill Belichick, old, trusted, best coach ever. Sean McVay, up and coming, young, right. 33 years old. Tom mm-hmm. Brady's older than him. Tom Brady was walking and in school before Sean McVay was even alive. Right. Right? So uh, you, you have a taste of 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 young versus the old on both sides. Both have young, both have old. And it's going to be a testament to the great football minds because this game is all about adjustments. The Super Bowl is all about adjustments and which team, which staff 
can make the adjustments on the fly the fastest. New England is synonymous with it. They have perfected this. This is why you can see them go into Kansas City and do what they did. This is why you can see them beat a Chargers team that was the best in the league on paper. This is why you've seen them do this uh, two years ago in the Super Bowl against uh, the Atlanta Falcons when all was lost at the end of the third quarter. The thing that got New England was pretty much two spectacular plays by the uh, the New York Giants, the bubblegum one, yeah. uh, right? And then you had an unforeseen force called Nick Foles, right? You couldn't prepare for either uh, either of those for New England, right? So the, the when New England loses these Super Bowls, it's something they couldn't and, and didn't prepare for, which is rare. But these things happen, right? If they blow the whistle when um, uh, Eli Manning is thought to be sacked, but he spins out of that, he throws the ball up to David Tyree, he bubble gums it to his helmet, right? We got action. These are the, New England's been beat by plays like that or by players that have come from out of the heavens, right? Do the Rams have enough heavenly players to be able to <laughs> to stop the divinity of the New England Patriots. All right, let me give you a stat talking about how difficult it is when you're playing the Patriots in the playoffs. And I think this is really an amazing stat I saw, and I'm just looking to observe it again. How about this stat? For Belichick and Brady, their playoff record against teams that they did not face in the regular season is 16-1. and one. Wow. So teams that they did not mm. face in the regular season. Now, you know, yesterday I was on with Kerry Rhodes, and his Jets beat the Patriots in the playoffs one year, but that was a team they'd already seen a couple times. Right. But uh, in games, playoff games, where they're facing an opponent that they did not face during the regular season that year – 16 and 1. Now that's a pretty dominant stat and it's based again on maybe playing the guessing game, what are they going to bring because there is no set pattern. Right. You know, one game you'll see Brady throw the ball 40 times, the next game they're running the ball 40 times. I mean, they will do that and defensively they almost have new looks on every series, so there's nothing you can really hitch a wagon to. But like I said, getting back to Wade Phillips, he knows that. Mhm. He's done that. He knows how they try to run things. So I just I just wonder, you know, again, you have a game plan, but I can't imagine that he's 100% committed to it. It's almost you have to play a little bit reactionary to New England and then be ready for that counterpunch. Yeah, you have to. And I, their ability, like, so teams have an identity. Right. Every team has an identity. This is what we do well. Right? And they – Work all season to perfect that identity. What do we do? Are we a running team, right? Are we a passing team? Are we a get-after-you-defensive team, manage the game offensively? Each team, they have their abilities, they have their weaknesses, their strengths. When you come against New England, like you said, they keep you off kilter, right? We saw them run the ball in this playoffs better than they've done in years. They may come out and throw 20 straight passes. This is what you can't prepare for that, right? No matter how good you are defensively, you can't prepare 
for the look you haven't prepared for. And they are excellent at giving defenses something that they have to adjust to quickly and then pivoting during the game, which is a skill set in itself, not without the players. It's a skill set in itself for coaches to put their players in the best possible position to win, and New England has specialized in that. So while it might be new to a Sean McVay, and, and here's here's the other point about the Rams' secret to success in this game. You got to rip a page from the Eagles and what Doug Peterson did last year. He went for it. Fourth yeah. down, we're going for it. We're just we're going for it, going for it. And we mentioned this last week, uh, E, from the fact that or a couple of weeks ago we were talking about in the aftermath of the Rams' victory against the Saints. Do you realize if that play had been properly called – Along with the other ones in the game. Right, but let's just say that specific play. And the Saints had won the game. Sean McVay would have been skewered after that game for that fourth and goal at the half-yard line when he got C.J. Anderson and this great offensive line to go for the tying field goal. If that had ended up losing them the game, I'll put it this way. If you're in a similar situation against New England and you don't go for it on that fourth and half a yard – when you got C.J. Anderson in that big offensive line and you go for the tie, you will lose 100 out of 100 times against New England. They I will make you pay for that decision. I, yes, you're right. They I got away with, with it against the Saints, but you won't get away with it. You have got to do what Doug Peterson did last year. He just said, forget it. We're going for it on everything. You got to put points up on the board. Like the bottom line is you got to score points. Tom you Brady threw for 500 yards, three touchdowns, 500 no picks, yards and they still beat him. And lost. 500 yards, no picks, and Philadelphia still beat him. Not to be crass, yeah. but you have to play with the huge mm. set mm. of walnuts. Okay? Like you have to be able to withstand temptation, pressure, like it, it can't affect you in this game as a coach, right? Right? Like it can't. You cannot second guess. If you say, if you say we're going for it, you're going for it. You're not. You can't live in that. Oh, God, huddle timeout. What, 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 what do you think we should do? You have to go, right? You it, have to beat them. They will not beat themselves. We saw that last uh, two weeks ago in right. the NFC Championship game with the fake punt, right? This is what we're doing. We're going. We're we're going to let our walnuts hang out there, and we're going to do this. But he didn't do it on that fourth and goal. Let's see a little graphic. He didn't do it on that fourth and goal. Remember, he would have had a four point lead at that point. He would have had a four point lead. He went for the tie. He went for the tie. And if it hadn't been for a controversial call, but on that very same play, right. It should have been a face mask. It should have been first. And I go. understand. Okay, all that. so let's not, not go back to point. the other car. We can't. I, I, no, I, but I'm saying, had they lost that I, game, but they didn't. We can't go. We can't live in superbolies. Like we can't go backwards and, I, and like live I said, in that. If there's three and a half minutes to go, and they're down three against the Patriots, and they have a fourth and goal at the half yard line, and they go for the tying field goal, mm-hmm. they will lose that game. Right. The New England page, you hand the ball to Tom Brady with three and a half mm-hmm. minutes to go in a tie game. They will run out the clock and they will win that game. So what you have to realize is you have to understand the flow of the game. Right. The Rams had taken momentum away from the Saints. Yes, they the have. The Saints hadn't been able to do anything since the first half. That is correct. Right? 
So you have to look at it like that. Where are we as a team, as a defense in this game at this moment? And there was we're a going Brees, to go Hail for, Mary that should never have been completed. We're going created, to go yes. for the tie because right. I feel momentum has but shifted. You can't do that against to us defensively. You have to be able to know these things during the course of the game. So you would trust the fact, even if you have shut down Tom Brady for the majority of the I'm game. I'm trusting Sean McVay. He's proven to me in his short stint as a head coach. You you do remember the game against the Falcons when Tom Brady would look totally ineffective until, I don't know, the game was on the line, and then all of a sudden he couldn't miss a pass. I am not going for a tie late in the game against Tom Brady. I'm not. I mean, I just – all right, well, speaking of, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Tom Brady. Tom Brady could do that. Tom Brady could do that. All right. There's plenty of ammunition – in his corner to say he's the greatest of all time. He is the greatest of all time. But what if he loses? And what is the bottom line on his longevity still remaining in the game? We're going to tell you coming up next. From a car landing on a roof to a car landing in a pool, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Steve Harbin, from Salam. Hey, coming up on February 14th, the producers of Avatar bring you a bold new world and a brave new hero. Discover the film critics, what they're calling a landmark, immersive 3D adventure. Alita, Battle Angel, in theaters and IMAX, coming up on Valentine's Day, February 14th. All right, we continue our countdown a little more than an hour away. Do you have any plans for Valentine's Day? Well, the here's the difference between being married and divorced. Okay. 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 When you're married, at least in my world, there were five holidays that you had to worry about when it came to your wife. Five. So you have Valentine's Day. You have her birthday. You have your anniversary. You have Mother's Day. And you have... Christmas or, you know, that. When you're divorced (laughs) with children, there really is only one day you worry about, and that is Mother's Day. That's the only only holiday that uh, Denise gets to get any recognition because I acknowledge she's a phenomenal mother and we share three beautiful children. So that's that's it. So I don't have to worry about Valentine's Day or any of that anymore. I'll tell you this. Yes. My wife and I, we don't celebrate Valentine's Day. And this hab- this started probably mm. 10 Who made years that? ago. Who made that decision? We did together. Mm-hmm. Right? Because for me, yeah, like, I love her today just as much as I'm going to love her on Valentine's Day and the day after. Well, we know it's a commercial gimmick. And I, we can't be, we're not going to let our love succumb to gimmicks. Mm. Right. Once you start allowing gimmicks to dictate how you love each other and- if you love each other, then you open yourself up to outside forces. Is your, is your you uh, out of that. wife a flowers? She loves flowers. Lily. Callie right. Lillis. All right. Calla so, Lily. So, and, like, and, if you uh, sent her a dozen roses, that would do nothing for her. She wouldn't. I mean, she would love that. Like, I, the thing that I do is I'll do that on any day, on right, randomly. Exactly. Which is the best anyway. Right. So, when she least expects Already doing things like that. Right. Throughout the year. Yes. It doesn't. It 
Valentine's Day holds no weight in our but relationship. But if you're not doing that, then, then you are forced to then deliver. If you're not doing that, then you shouldn't be in a relationship. Thank you. That's the bottom line. Thank if, you. If, if you're not mm-hmm. willing to love your significant other like you love them on Valentine's Day every day, then you should probably be by yourself. See, ba- Valentine's Day in a lot of ways is a bailout. It is a bailout. It's a bailout. It's hey, a I out. love you. I love you. Look, look. Here's some flowers. Here's some candy. Here's a nice card. I, I love you. No, no, no. I agree with you. All right. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Now, if he loses today, he will match the record of Jim Kelly as the losingest Super Bowl quarterback of all time. Four. Our buddy Rob Parker is already making the argument. If he loses the Super Bowl and his Super Bowl record goes to five and four, how does five and four compare to four and oh of Joe Montana? In his world, if you are the losingest quarterback in Super Bowl history, how can you be the greatest of all time? That's goofy. Come on, Rob. You know better than that. Well, isn't that the argument about LeBron James, who's three no. and six in finals? And this is what I want to talk about, right. right? So what we're trying to do in football is create the narrative that we've been living with in basketball, in the NBA. Right. Right? Is Kobe better than Jordan? Right? Is Jordan better than Magic? Is uh in my opinion, Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player to ever play. Right. I'm a, I'm, and I'm a diehard Laker fan. But a game recognized game. Is LeBron better than Jordan? Well, Jordan went to six finals, won all six. And was finals MVP and all times. All, all times, right? right? LeBron James has been to nine. Eight, nine. He's three and six. Not two. Eight not in a three. row. Right? So that's the narrative there. You can compare those. In football, That it doesn't hold weight. Right. Number one, we're not talking about an individual. Right. We're talking. Wait a minute. Let me finish. I know. We're I know talking, where you're going. We're, we're talking about a team. Yeah. So when you say Tom Brady has gone to eight Super Bowls, right, mm-hmm. or nine Super Bowls, he's won five of them. Right. That in itself makes him the greatest quarterback to ever play. Period. That's never going to happen again. It'll never happen again in our lifetime, okay? I don't care what happens. What we're seeing now is the end moment to a true dynasty in terms of one player. That argument doesn't hold up. The fact that he has more championships than any other quarterback to ever play whether he wins another one or not, he's already done something no other quarterback has been able to do. All right, I want to preface this by saying that there were championships before there was a Super Bowl. Bart Starr won five championships. Three NFL titles before there was a Super Bowl, and then he added two Super Bowls. And if you want to go back to the All-American Football Conference, of which Otto Graham played in, he won seven championships. But I will agree with you 100% on this, Ephraim. Every time I hear that he won a championship, it's not an individual sport. I've said this about Kobe Bryant. I've said this about anyone that plays in a team sport. There are individual honors, all-stars, all-pro, all these scoring averages. Those are individual things. But when you say that Tom Brady won five Super Bowls, he has been a member of five Super Bowl-winning teams. And so if you're going to give him credit – for winning Super Bowls, 
his he doesn't take any more blame for losing Super Bowls. In other words, he was part of four teams that lose Super Bowls if they were to lose today. All right, let's get to his longevity. Once again, in this lead up to the Super Bowl, being asked time and time again, are you retiring? Are you retiring? He has been saying the same thing consistently. I plan on playing until I'm 45, which means four more years. Four more years. Now, Aqib Tlaib said Brady is definitely losing it to some degree. So, As we all do. As we all do. All right. So, Tom Brady, how old are you now, Ephraim? I'm 42 years old. And he's 41 years old, and he's going to be quarterbacking his team in the Super Bowl today. So you are now a 42-year-old man. Yes. And he's a 41-year-old man. Yes. And he's playing in the Super Bowl. Try to put some perspective on physically where he must be, mentally what it takes to recharge year after year after year. We play different positions. Yes. It's against the rules to touch him. Yes, it, it is. It is not against the rules to touch me. No. Matter of fact, there have been plays Tom Brady has never been touched in games. Plenty of games. Multiple games. Zero sacks against the Chargers. Right. I'm talking about never been touched. Touched, yes. Right? Mm -hmm. There's never been a game where I've had more than one play where I wasn't making physical contact with Mm -hmm. someone. So think about that. If there's 75 plays in a game, I mean 75, at least 74 of those plays. Did Dwight Freeney ever get past you without you touching him? No. Yeah. No. He wasn't that fast. He was fast, but not that fast. <laughs> okay. But think about that. Seventy, yeah. At least 74 of the 75 games right. for 13 years. Well, I started 10 straight years. For 10 years, right? Somebody do the math on that one, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. That's why I feel the way I feel, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I look at people like Bruce Matthews and, and, and those guys who, who play – it's no Jackie Slater. Those guys who played that long at that position with that type of contact. It's no way, man. I'm in pain every time I get out of bed. Mm-hmm. At my ankles, my back, my shoulders. It's no way. I'm looking at football when in 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 off season when training camp comes around and I see those guys wearing those helmets. I get panic attacks. I'm like, yo, I, I would never put a helmet on right now and go practice. So you played 13 years. Imagine if you played no. 18 years. No, man, I wouldn't be sit, I wouldn't be able to sit up straight. As you said, it wasn't that you were physically not able to play when you left. You I could just have could, continued mentally, to play. Mentally, I just didn't want to do it anymore. Right. I was so tired of the pain, the severe pain every single day. My hands, I couldn't, couldn't hold a cup. Who wants to do that? I couldn't hold a cup. Think about that. Wow. Like, I don't want to – I didn't want to do that anymore. I loved football and what it was able to do for myself and my family, but I didn't love it more than life. But you say – but Tom Brady – all right, well, we'll get more into this. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios because anytime it's a Tom Brady Super Bowl – the spotlight's on Tom Brady. All right, they're running onto the field right now. Let's check in once again with Mr. David Gascon. We're getting close. We are. We're getting close. I'm getting my, close. Made my alcohol decision for the night. Under and, uh, an hour exactly. 59 minutes and 26 seconds. Are you betting on this game? 
We'll get to our picks later. <laughs> oh, that, that's not what I asked. I asked. Am I betting, betting on this game? I don't yeah, bet. I'm not like a gambler. Prop bets. No. Exotic bets. I thought the over/under on how many times the president will tweet today uh, was an interesting prop bet. What was that total? I think it was six. Oh wow. Over/under was six. What? I don't. I, I don't think he is. He gonna. You think he'll tweet during the game? He said he'll watch the game, obviously. Yeah. Big football fan. National Anthem, <laughs> Gladys Knight. What are we going? Is it going Under. She's going to sing it right straight through. Yeah. I think she'll be good, too. Gla- of course she's going to be. She's a Hall of Famer. But Gladys Knight is not going to get, you know, elaborate or trying to impress anybody. She's not going to go Aretha on it? <laughs> no. No. Well, Aretha, boy. No. She's got some vibes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gladys Knight has her style, but. Yeah. Uh, Suede the remix, God. Gladys Knight is going to sing it beautifully and straight through. It's going to be fun. So we are 60 minutes away from opening kickoff in Atlanta. Super Bowl 53 with the L.A. Rams and the New England Patriots. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reported earlier today that C.J. Anderson, there's a want for him to come back with the L.A. Rams in 2019. ESPN's Adam Schefter believes Camp Newton of the Carolina Panthers could be healthy enough for training camp, but they do expect him to be ready for the start of the 2019 season. He underwent shoulder surgery yet again. In college football, Florida State dismissed quarterback DeAndre Francois in a video surfaced yesterday with Francois and a domestic dispute with a female. Meanwhile, switching over to the NBA, Celtics beat the Thunder 134 to 129. Kyrie Irving had 30 points and 11 assists. Russell Westbrook a triple double in a losing cause. Clippers fall in Toronto 121 to 103. Serge Ibaka had 16 and 12. And Mike Conley came back for the Grizzlies. They beat the Knicks in New York 96 to 84. Back to Steve Hartman and he from Salam in just 10 seconds. But a word first. For friends at Farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to Farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Gentlemen, floor is yours. I'm out. Hi, David. Thank you very much. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on your car insurance at Geico. Go to geico.com or call. 800-947-AUTO, the only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Again, we're sort of trying to get into the head, again, of Tom Brady. And it's interesting about Tom Brady's career. I mean, his demeanor has always been gracious. Uh, I mean, there's never anything bad you ever think about Tom Brady, except for the fact that everyone thinks he's a cheater. (laughs) And there are people that hate Tom Brady. It's interesting. Uh, I work for uh, KTLA here in Los Angeles, my TV station. We had our entertainment report. He's been in Atlanta all week. And I teased this last night. Uh, our Doug Coke, he's going to be uh, traveling around Atlanta with Tom Brady coming up next. So what he had was like this cutout, you know, life-size <laughs> cutout of Tom Brady walking down the street. Now, you can imagine Atlanta. Falcon fans still hurting from that Super Bowl a couple years ago. People were punching it, running over it, grabbing it, everything else. So how does a guy who seems to be such a nice guy have so many haters? Is it because of the success? Is it because of perception? Is is there something that backs up the notion that in some way his career has not been 100% legit? Um, it's a combination of things. It's the success. People hate champions. Uh, uh, then the next thing is the perception of being a cheater. People hate champions who have been accused of cheating and seem like they've cheated. So 
his aloofness during Deflate Gate really turned a lot of people off. It turned me off. It turned a lot of professional athlete guy. You heard you were Hall of Fame quarterbacks coming out saying it's no way he doesn't know how he likes his football in terms of the PSIs and all that. We all do. This has come from his his peers, quarterbacks. You handle the ball that much, you know how much you know that. So for him to be like, I, I, what are you talking about? I don't, the, the PSI, what are the, the air in the football? They put Aaron that like that to me rubbed me the wrong way. But does it affect his legacy? Would no, you, I mean you still greatness say without, is greatness. He's the greatest of all time. Pete Rose he, is the, one of the greatest hitters baseball has ever seen. Well, there's no doubt about that. But I'm asking he you. Cheated. He cheated. Uh, right. He, yeah, he gambled. That was, that was gambling. I get That's it. Like, I understand. He never but cheated he cheated the game. He falls into that. He did cheat the game. Yeah, but right. That because was when he was a manager. But I, but you got you 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 see what I'm saying? I understand, right? like, but I'm talking about it doesn't negate he, the fact that he was as great no, as he I was. No, but I mean, let's go. Let's use a different one. Let's mm-hmm. talk about a Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds was he still great? I mean, Barry Bonds is still not in the Hall of Fame. But was he great though? Of course, Barry Bonds was he one great of the greatest players of all time. But prior to the steroid allegations, uh, I don't know. Well, you don't know if Barry well, Bonds I mean, was great prior no, to no, the no. steroid allegations. I'm not talking about that. I'm, oh. What I'm saying is, all right, let's talk about Tom Brady's. Right, I'm saying Evolve. greatness is greatness. When, this doesn't diminish his greatness. Yeah, but is he great because of the cheating? No. To have this type of success for that long, right, before and after the said scandals? Let's talk about the training regimen he has and this mysterious doctor who once claimed that he had the cure for cancer. Okay. Is he doing something? Is he, is he, is he giving himself a physical advantage? Have you that breaks seen the Tom rules. Brady's body? Like I don't. I, it's not about how the exterior of the body looks. But it's I get, what's on the interior. Yeah, but what is it? Does he have? Uh, how does his body survive? Vibranium coursing through his veins. Look, we saw Peyton Manning and Brett Favre, seemingly indestructible quarterbacks, finally go off the cliff. Well, why did Peyton Manning go off the cliff? Well, his arm went dead. No, why does his arm go dead? Why did his arm go dead? Because of the neck surgery. It's is the that- neck surgeries. Yeah. That's what happened. But it didn't affect him when he was throwing 55 touchdown passes. The hits. Yeah, but you only you, – you know it's a shelf life on, on surgical procedures, right? But at right? some point, they all go off the cliff. I get that. The thing that Tom Brady has had that these other quarterbacks had, number one, the, the horrific injury that kept Peyton Manning out of football for a year and a half, right. almost two years. Number two, Brett Favre used to take shots before you protected quarterbacks. Sure. Okay. That last game he played prior to his demise in the next season, if you look at what the Saints were doing, this is Bounty Gate. They were hitting this 40-plus-year-old man with the vengeance of God. Right. Right? Your body can't handle that. Tom Brady has not been hit like that. He hasn't been. He got hit low in the legs. They changed the league the next day. They changed the rules the next day. Right? The next day they changed the rules to protect quarterbacks. He's grown up and had the benefit of, number one, getting the ball off fast and not having to take those type of hits. And, oh, by the way, he takes care of his body in the offseason. Why is LeBron James still LeBron James in year 16? Because he spends a million-plus dollars a year in the offseason taking care of his body. These things were not available to the Jordans, to the Barclays, to the – right? These things weren't available to the Brett Favre's and all of that. Right, so now you you have to look at these things. It does not diminish his greatness because he was great prior and he was great post. But he was also the beneficiary, at least statistically speaking, 
as is Drew Brees, as is every quarterback of this era. I mean, now all those Hall of Fame quarterbacks back in the day saying, jeez, if I if I had had I a situation it. where no one ever touched me, but most, I can't even tell you what I might have been able to do. Don't negate the fact that I don't think any quarterback has won more and done more with less than Tom Brady. Tell me I'm wrong. But he, are you saying less in terms of talent. receiver talent and everything else, or does he actually that. gain a benefit by having Belichick as his head coach? Well, he definitely gains a benefit, but I'm talking about, well, look at what's going on in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. He's always, oh, he doesn't have the weapons. Oh, he doesn't have this. He doesn't have that. It's always that. It's never, oh, Aaron Rodgers. But doesn't he benefit from having a system in place that fits him perfectly? Mike McCarthy was there for, thir- what was it? How long? 16 years. 13 years. 13 years, years, yes. With Aaron Rodgers. Right. Don't give me the system. What are we talking about here? Some people argue that Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback, and I'm like, are you crazy? He's not in my top three. Right? Who do you have ahead of him besides Brady? I have Brady, Peyton Manning, and Drew Brees. Those are my top three quarterbacks of all time. All right, hang on to that thought. All right. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio. Tell me I'm wrong. All right, we are now about 45 minutes away, actually 47 minutes away, from kickoff of Super Bowl 53. And, yes, we are going to make my our predictions. And keep in mind this. Last year, Tom Brady walked off the field a loser. Is Tom Brady going to have back-to-back Super Bowls where he walks off the field as a loser? Our picks are coming up next. From a car landing on a roof to a car landing in a pool, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Steve Hartman, Ephraim Salam. I mentioned earlier that the uh, now two-time defensive player of the year, Aaron Donald, we're actually watching him right now. Six one two ninety. Look at this, Ephraim. The guy has a six pack. Yeah, if you don't know what Aaron Donald looks like under his uniform or without his shirt on, just Google image him, and you you're going to make yourself disappointed in your life's choices. <laughs> I mean, he just is put it out there. The Incredible Hulk. How else he do you looks like that? the Incredible Hulk? Literally, like a miniature Incredible Hulk. <laughs> he has. I mean, I, I I don't know how to describe it, to be honest with you. Powerful. That's how you describe it. Wow. Okay, that's going to be the challenge there. Bob Kraft is kissing Tom Brady on the field right now, getting ready I thought for she was going to say, yes. Tom Kraft is kissing uh, Tom Brady on the lips right now. Uh, it was pretty close. He does it to his kids. Why not? Why not? My dad and I kissed each other on the lips. They did. My kids I don't. Was it forced like Brady forces his son? No, yeah, come like here and give me your lips. Like, no. I kiss my sons on the lips. I mean, they're yeah. seven and four. Yeah, That's I did. love. We have love in our home. My my boys don't do that to me anymore at 22 and I 20. would hope not. No. But anyway, so, all right, we get ready for the Super Bowl now. And, again, we are now 41 minutes away. 41 minutes away to kick off. going to be the fastest off. segment ever. Let's speed this thing on up here. All right, so it is time for our fearless <laughs> predictions. I, I teased it by asking you, can you see Tom Brady walking off the field for the second consecutive year as a loser? Can't do it. All right, 
Let's get everyone's predictions. We'll do ours last. All right, Alex, the man that brought in the incredible guac today. How Steve, do you see today's game? We want to score. You know, with the guac in mind, I want to say that the Patriots will not outdo this, but selfishly in my heart, my mom is the hugest Patriots fan and Tom Brady fan I know. And for show content on The Odd Couple on Monday, she'll call in if they win. I'm hoping the Patriots pull this out with a probably four-point to five-point win. I'm going to go 23-26. 23-26 Patriots win it. All right, Lee, what do you say? It's going to be a lot of game management. I'm going to say it's a close one at the end. Rams go up 30, and then uh, Patriots win with a last-second touchdown, 31-30. 31-30, Pats. Does Gascon have a pick? Is he around? No, he's out. He's gone. Oh, God. All right, Ephraim, you want to go first? You want me to go first? You go first. All right, I'm going to uh, tell you how I look at this game because what I've seen from the Patriots in their victories against the Chargers and Chiefs, both teams that I think are more talented than the Patriots, but something's going on right now. Something is going on with the Patriots. I know that every game, Super Bowl game, they've been involved with, with Brady and Belichick, have been decided by eight points or less. This will be the exception. Patriots 34, Rams 24. Whoa. 10-point lead. 10-point huh? victory. Patriots. All right, it's all up to you, Ephraim. For me, I am going to go with a score of... 34-28. Well, do you have a winner? What? Yeah, yeah. 34-28 is the score. Tune we want to know. Tune in next week for, for – That's a tease. Tune in next week for my winner's pick. <laughs> Wait a second. If it ends up 34-28, one way or the other, you're going to say – You forgot I, our intern, Connor. Connor, what do you got? Connor, what do you say? All right, Connor is jumping in. A lot of pressure, Connor. What do you got, man? Yeah. I think I got the Rams taking this one. Uh, probably 33-27. 33-27. All right, now the over-under in this game is like 56 and a half. So you have it over. Mm-hmm. I have it barely over. Alex has an under. It's the only one that has an under on this one. What would you say is a safer play? Betting the over-under or picking one team over the other with a two-and-a-half-point spread right now. Patriots favor by two-and-a-half. If you had to bet, mm-hmm. would you go the over-under 56-and-a-half or the point spread two-and-a-half? What's the safer play? Uh, I would say the over-under is safer. Take the over. Yeah. You don't see any way this goes under 56-and-a-half? No. No. 31-28, right? That's over. I, I got to believe that. Remember last year, 41-33. Eagles beating the Patriots. All right. Well, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. All right. Over under on the anthem. Minute 58. Gladys under. Knight. Under. She's going under? Under. Minute 58. Over? What do you say, Lee? I'm going over on that one. Over minute 58. It's basically a two minute song. Just over. Just over two. Really? So she's going to have to embellish a little bit to get over two. You understand that? You sing that song all the way through, it's like a minute 50. You got to embellish a little bit. Hold a note along the way. Oh, she got it. She got it? Well, you're the uh, music expert out there. Oh, absolutely. She got soul in her heart. She's going to go over. All right. Uh, will anybody boo Maroon 5 when they come out for the halftime show? Nobody. No. No. No boos? They're too PC to boo. How long will the halftime show go? How long was your halftime? Who did the halftime for your Super Bowl? Um, I don't even remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> well, you were in the locker room. That's right. 
If it yeah, goes, I was I was working. Sorry, sorry, I didn't <laughs> stick my head out and see. Well, you you said it seemed like like an hour. It and seemed half. like forever. It seemed like <laughs> everyone was performing. <laughs> all right. Well, here's what we're all hoping for. We're hoping that it comes down to a final drive. And if you followed the Brady Belichick Super Bowls, they've all come down to the final drive of the game. Here's my pick. All right, here we go. Is that a hint? Wow. That's my pick. Who's the MVP? Go Rams, go. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. If the Rams win, it'll be C.J. Anderson MVP. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.